I want to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of this land on which I work and live on. I pay respect to elders past, present, and future. Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. On today's episode, I chatted to Natasha Telfer, an amazing woman who is making waves in the business world. We talked about her business ventures, overcoming cancer, her cameo on the Today Show, and some fun rapid fire questions. So grab a coffee and enjoy. Welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. Thank you. Um, so yeah. let's start with you introducing yourself to who's listening, however you want to present yourself to the world. Okay. Um, I'm Natasha. I run a few companies, but my primary 24-7 job is um, National Community Care. Uh, we provide nursing care to people in their homes um, based here in Australia, in Canberra. Um, and we're a little more niche than your average support care, home care type company where we um, are a lot more clinical. So that nursing aspect, so really meshing clinical nursing life into the disability sector and community sector, which just apparently doesn't exist for some reason. So yeah. Here we are. Yeah, which is amazing. I love this. Um, how did you start that? So your work in the healthcare sector and then running I guess essentially your 24-7 business. Yep, so um, when I was 18, I was diagnosed with cancer. Um, while it was a quite a curable cancer and quite a common cancer, um, as all the cancers to have, I suppose, I, I was stage 4B, so my prospects weren't looking too great. Um, I was told, oh, oh, yeah, I was 18, I didn't... <laughs> Yeah. I didn't want to stop partying and I wasn't going to have my hair fall out. I didn't have time for that. Um, so I remember actually saying to my oncologist, like, so what are my options if I don't do treatment? And he and both my mum glared at me and he was like, you have about three to four months. So I was like, oh. So my mum was like, so she'll be doing treatment now. Um, so I kind of pushed into treatment, thankfully. Um, and, you know, six months later, two weeks after finishing my, my treatment, I enrolled myself into a traineeship in, in the nursing sector. Um, I was on the path, I was, you know, having a gap year figuring out what I wanted to do. I was on the path to going to uni to become a primary school teacher um, and, you know, um, big sliding door moment, I suppose, and, and pivoted into the healthcare sector. I just wanted to give back and, and do amazing things for other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which you are doing <laughs> phenomenally, I must say. Thank you. Um, I do, okay, I do want to ask, because I know in your little bio that you sent me, um, you did say, let me just bring it up. Um, so you believe the purpose of life was the circle of life. And then, <laughs> <laughs> would you care to um, explain? <laughs> um, it's so bizarre. And it's one of those things like, um, you know, it, it's almost like tax, death and religion. Like you don't talk about that stuff. Um, but I honestly thought that, well, you know, come from Christian family. This is God's way of smiting me. He's weeding out the weak. I'm supposed to die now. So I'm using man-made medicine to defy God or the universe or whatever it is you want to believe in, to defy that power bigger than me um, to survive. So then in turn, I thought the trade-off is I can't have babies. That to me was 
the purpose of life is isn't that what you do you grow up you have a family you die they live on so that was my promise I remember you know promising to uh, the universe <laughs> mother nature yeah. god if you let me beat this I will give up my right to have babies I will be that dead end that I'm obviously supposed to be <laughs> super deep <Wow. laughs> deep yeah <laughs> And then um, ironically, yeah, couldn't have babies. <laughs> um, so I was like, well, this is my trade-off at the age of 18. I was like, I don't need those anyway. <laughs> You're like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just getting in the way. Just take those two. Um, and then obviously, the, as the story goes, meet Mr. Wright, all the rest of it. Six years into um, IVF, we actually found out um I was double booked and got sent from our Sydney clinic to Wollongong for the surgery so why has this happened to me I can't believe this um just stumble across the most amazing doctor just this weird twist of fate I had my eggs um harvested and he actually said to me you fell pregnant last year with IVF what happened I'm like clearly I miscarried um he's like I like miscarriages I'm like oh great I don't um and he's like no no it's 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 my niche it's what I study if with your permission I like to freeze your cycle do a bit more investigation and, and see what we can do for you but literally you know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome and because I kept falling pregnant the IVF clinics just kept doing the same thing well, you know they thought what they were doing was right must be you know God smiting me that's making it not come to fulfillment um and then so we put that on hold I just had my surgery, then we went to go grab a bite to eat in Wollongong. And of all things, I was buying a Mark Jacobs watching David Jones in Wollongong. And this lady asked me, nobody knew that we were going, but for the first time out of all the cycles, I kept this one under wraps because I was just so sick of all the heartbreak constantly. Um, and this lady said to me, oh, what brings you to Wollongong? I heard you saying that, you, you know, you had a big drive ahead going home. And I, I don't know about you, but when somebody puts me on the spot, I cannot lie. I yes, just, the truth. And I was like, blah, blah, blah. and she's like, oh. And next thing I know, I'm literally telling her this story about God smiting me. And she turned around and she said to me, the fact that you think that makes you the most deserving person. You need to see that. And this complete stranger changed my perspective, I suppose, on it. And it's like all of a sudden I allowed myself to think that maybe this is possible. Might have also had something to do with the amazing doctor that we just ran into, who then would later go on to discover that I actually wasn't the problem. It was my husband. And um, I remember getting that news. We're sitting in there. I was about to go into surgery. He's like, let's go through your file. He brings in my file, like this fat. He brings in Guy's file, my husband, which is like this thin. And he's like, let's start with Guy. Circles a number. Yep, good swimmers. Yep, they swim great. Circles a number. I guess with his little pen. Yep, that's the problem. And I was like, Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I got the giggles. I was like, no, wait, it, it's not the problem. And he's like, oh, it's not about, like, I'm like, well, no, give me this. I'm not the problem. <laughs> and he's like, it's not about blame. This is very important couples. I was like, hey, no, I have thought that I couldn't have kids since the beginning of time that children ever popped into my brain of wanting them. Just give me this moment. Oh my god. <laughs> like, yes. Oh. 
can, can we fix it? He just broke. But thankfully, out of all the doctors that we walked into, it's this doctor that had done this research. He started researching our problem five years prior, um, which is when we actually started our IVF journey. And he had published his findings and his research and had the cure. Holy Hence moly. today have two beautiful miracle babies. Yes. So I think him and, and the universe doing crazy weird things. Oh, <laughs> that's I, so I, beautiful. Yes. <laughs> All of this is coming. You were like, God, God, <laughs> damn it. I totally feel you though with um just oversharing when people ask you like while yeah. you're there. I don't know what that is. I can't help it. I'll just tell Can everyone just my life story. Out? Yeah. <laughs> no one asked for it, but I'll show you all my yeah. trauma from my childhood. Oh, oh my bad. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, <laughs> like I just asked how much it was, but okay. And you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And yes, you have two beautiful kids, which is amazing. I love, oh, this <laughs> I didn't know this and I'm just like so in awe. Oh my God. Okay. I'm having a moment. Um, okay. So let's then, because I do then also in your little bio, you do talk about being a self-confessed life juggler and people yeah. pleaser. Yes. Yeah. Let's unpack that. <laughs> um, again, it probably ties in with the whole chemo thing. Like halfway through chemo, I wanted to give up. Like it, fucking sucked like you know as far as I was concerned yeah I was a little bit sick beforehand when I went and got tested but I wasn't nearly as sick as I was taking treatment like can I just go back to that unknown sickness that that was much more pleasant than chemo sick and the cure actually felt worse than the disease um and I just I was everyone's like you gotta do this for yourself you know if there's anything you've ever got to do you've got to do this for yourself and I was like I ain't done shit for myself I'm 18 years of age like I stayed in school because my parents told me I had to. I got a job because my parents told me I had to. There's nothing I saw out for myself. I did it for other people because I was told to. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ironically, that's what it came down to with chemo. Like, there was one day I just come home and I'd had enough. I was like, right, went to the toilet, had a cry. Mum's like, are you okay in there? I'm like, just vomiting. Yep, all good. Because um, I still didn't have the heart. I was like, right, yep, I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell them I'm done. I'm not doing chemo anymore. What will be, what will be come downstairs and there was a letter there it was actually from delta goodrum <laughs> and i was like delta just guilted me into zipping my mouth and keep on people pleasing so i was like yeah i'll do this for my family because i can't do it for myself so i feel like that was the first realization that there's not much i do for me but ironically it's so twisted I find joy in doing that for other people like so in a way it is selfish because I do get joy out of that but most people are like no that's just batshit crazy I'm like okay well batshit crazy then um so yeah massive people pleaser yeah. um cannot say no like you know I feel like 10 years ago you had movies like Yes Man with Jim Carrey or you know more oh, recently yeah. it was like Yes Day with Jennifer Garner um about you know stop saying no to things start saying yes or you know what's his name that that oh, guy yes. that's you know say yes to every opportunity so I was like yep cool I'm gonna say yes like and I am a big believer in the minute you start putting up um you know walls to things yeah 
those things stop coming. So, you know, that's what I've done in business and whatnot. That's why we're just steamrolling because I don't say no to anything business-wise. But I do feel there does, I have learned that there does need to be that limit where no is just as good as a yes. Like I think somewhere here on my vision board, well, actually on my vision board, no is just as good as a yes. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Um, you know, oh, I love saying, that. Saying no, like sometimes is actually good for the person that's actually asking you as well. And it's taken me a really long time. I really feel like lockdown, the silver lining, again, I'm a sucker for all those silver linings, is that I have had all these like kind of self-revelations that, you know what, I am fucking enough. I am how I am. Yes. Whatever. Like, stop people pleasing. Not everyone's going to fucking like me. I'm going to lose sleep if I worry about that. Just, you know what? Yes. <laughs> Whatever. It is what it is. Stick to my lane. Do what I do. And the rest comes out in the wash. Oh, I 100% resonate and agree with that. I think, I mean, lately, and also I'm a sucker for silver linings. Um, <laughs> like the worst thing could be happening and I'll be like, i got to find that silver lining. It's Yeah, uh, I was like that in chemo. They're like, oh, you have four months to live. I was like, could be worse. I could have no arms and legs. Just don't have no arms and legs. I don't know what could be worse than that. Like, but. There's always someone worse. There's always something, you know, that that you don't have or that you do want. There's always a lesson or a silver lining. And, you know, I'm always like, my business partner's always like, oh, here we go, the silver lining. I'm like, could be worse. (laughs) You need that, though. I think you need that to, like, you know, bring it all back. Um, But, yeah, I just think that's the definitely, yeah, during um, lockdown and COVID, I have learned that I was like, I was just like, we're all going to die soon anyway. So why am I worrying about what that person thinks about me? Mm-hmm. Why am I losing sleep over that? <laughs> yeah. I was like, the world's going to blow up. So but yeah, whatever. Uh, going through IVF, I felt like so many people would say to me, and it's so common, you know, you get the whole, oh, you don't think about it. You know, it'll happen. Um yeah, I call bullshit on that. You've got to think about it. Every goddamn day for 28 days, you're jabbing yourself with hormones. You're a raging yeah. friggin' bitch. Don't tell me I'm not thinking about it. It's down to the minute. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's all you do think about. But to have this, you know, um, feeling that of just letting it go and going, you know what, whatever. If it's yeah. going to happen, it's going to happen. Um, I, I, so many friends were like, don't you get so mad when you see, you know, young teens or you watch Teen Mum, you know, these people that don't want kids or, or people that, you know, uh, come from unfortunate circumstances or, you know, junkies or whatever that are having babies that are, you know, impacted by their life choices. I'm like, no. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if this makes me a cold-hearted bitch or smart. But I don't actually give a shit about them. I'm just here running my race. Their their existence doesn't affect my lane whatsoever. Um, but I do get it. A lot of people do do the whole, oh, their grass is greener or that's not fair. But a guy and I just made this pact from the beginning that we were going to keep our heads above water with this. We knew how many yeah. rounds of chemo we were willing to lay down. Um, our last round that we did to get my um, firstborn, we were like, this is it whatever comes if we get no eggs we're done if we get one egg and it dies we're done like this is it yeah. and there's always going it only takes one I'm like mm, yeah whatever everybody says that well guess what by the time I had implant I only had one egg and it was her like oh 
Um, so yeah, just not comparing yourself so much. And you know, it, it's I feel like it's a you know biological thing. You still do it. Um, oh, hundred percent. But to kind of know where your limits are, or be able to pull, like having that self awareness to pull yourself up on that shit and go, okay, I'll let myself wallow for like five minutes, and then you're like, okay, big girl pants on now. It's time to. Oh, I 100% agree. I think like, I mean, it's so normal to like have those feelings. um, But it's when you eventually let them like take over. It's not good. But yeah, you have to just be like, girl, we're gonna just cry about this for like 10 minutes. And then you're gonna get back to work. Yeah, I feel like that's the biggest silver lining out of COVID right now. Everyone's had to like, sit in their wallet and have a good hard look at themselves. Um, Yes. Well, I hope everyone is. I hope yeah. by the end of this, everyone's come out like just changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As horrible as COVID was, I honestly, silver lining, I was like, it's obviously the worst and there's so many like bad things, but oh my God, I was like, I've learned so much about myself and just being by myself, having to look at myself in the mirror and be like, girl, we can have a serious chat today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I want to talk about I love vision boards and you have a vision board. Oh my god. What are your top tips for a vision board? Help a girl out. Um sometimes I look at mine and I go, Oh, no wonder I'm such a scatterbrain because it, it's a whole lot of mess. Like <laughs> I'll send you a photo of it afterwards. It, it is chaotic. I, I love, you know, I see some people that I follow on Instagram or not. It's like beautiful and calming and all spaced mm. out. I'm like, no, I don't have time for that. I, got, I need lots, lots. Um, but I must say, like, I haven't done too many of them, but every vision board I've ever done within a year, I like will just look back up at it randomly and go, oh, I've actually done all of that. Like, whether it's you know a weight loss journey like you know and that's when it first started my first vision board started I was doing like a weight loss program with my gym and it was part of the process that you had to create a vision board and and what your goals were and things like holistically and I put all my rewards up there so if if I lost this many centimeters I was buying this pair of shoes if (laughs) I'm sure enough one by one but I buy my shoes um and and, you know now it's a bit more grown up um it doesn't look grown up it looks like my my daughter just loves it as stickers and, and bright colors and, and whatnot on there but you know yeah. there's a bit of me time on there there's you know like my my blog boss lady corner of all the things I want to do like my public speaking and shit then I've got my work stuff we're expanding at the moment and just looking now there's actually two things on there I've just like done three things on there I'm just a massive tick starting up three other companies that took those off um and then like all my kind of selfish stuff I've like even got like fake checks on there like this is how much money I need for my um house deposit this is how much money I need for my mummy makeover like whatever it is it's up there like silly little silly little quotes like I think this one is my favorite it's it's my favorite by far that it's it's below my vision board so it's it stands out more you see that be the Be game changer. Game changer. Ah. Yes, queen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to, maybe that's my next lockdown activity as a vision board now. You've inspired me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, it used to be back in the day, you'd cut out your magazines and whatnot. Yes. Obviously, you can't get those. So, uh, you know, all about the Pinterest and Google images, you can find exactly what you want when you're Googling it. Like, how to be an authentic leader. 
<laughs> Pinterest is my favorite and I feel like it's so underrated. No one like talks yeah. about it enough. It's I, know, I think I don't talk about it because all my boards are secret. I'm like secret, secret, <laughs> secret. Like no one's saying my thoughts. It's like a filing Dexter roll file of my brain. Like Yeah. My Tasmania trip, outfits for this wedding, <laughs> office design ideas. <laughs> But I love on Pinterest so that when you start like using it and then it'll give you, you log in or give you like recommendations. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that. That yeah. was there. Yeah. yeah. And I even like take, if I screenshot something, I'm like, that's Pinterest worthy. I'll pin it to my board so it's all in the one space. <laughs> I love Pinterest so much. It's my favorite. Love that. Um, okay, so I guess we'll talk about so your beautiful so during this lockdown you did the sunshine boxes. Um, which oh I should have had it ready. I did anyway. We <laughs> missed opportunity. But uh describe how that came about and how you decided to yeah. So it literally was I, I was another side hustle. I've lost count with how many side hustles I've got going on. Um but love my creativeness so more than just my vision board I wanted to like do you know a business that is that creative kind of fun stuff but all the creative stuff actually takes time away from my my real job so I'm like mm -hmm. so I was like right I'm gonna do subscription boxes so I wanted to do these quarterly subscription boxes kind of about exactly what we've been talking about like putting you first like you know finding joy in you know my joy is when my postman comes every day. So I wanted to give that to other people. Like yesterday, my husband was like, there's four freaking packages for you here today. I was like, oh no. <laughs> silver lining to lockdown. My husband's like, that's not a silver lining. <laughs> it's not a silver lining for the bank account. Um, so I wanted to do that for people. Like yeah. I love the experience of opening stuff. So I wanted it to be pretty, all the rest of it. I sourced all this amazing crap to put in it. Well, it's not crap, but, you know, um, <laughs> partnered with some friends that, you know, have businesses or whatnot. And I was like, no, I'll buy some stuff off you if it's going to help you. And they've given me vouchers and things to chuck in there. And in launch of that, in 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 line with my podcast and, and the book that I'm writing and everything, I wanted to run like a competition to be like, hey, launching, you know, share tag you you'll go in the running and it's going to give them all away and then COVID started to ramp back up again and I was just like I feel like such a fraud I can't be like you're out of a job do you want to buy a subscription box I'm not a salesperson at all like you, you know how you go to some of those streets in Sydney the Italian yeah. strip and they're like oh come here and you can barter with them like I want free dessert and, and a free drink yeah. and they're like yeah yeah come here you can have that I'm like how much is everything? I'll pay for everything. Like, I cannot. If I ask to see something in the cabinet at a shopping center, like in, in a you know, jewelry store or something, I'm buying it. Doesn't matter how much you tell me. You're it is. Like, if that's I the ask, price. I'm buying it. <laughs> so I don't ask. So there's people that are trying to sell you, like a, um, you know, sponsor a starving child in Africa. Mm -hmm, mm -mm. I was like in year 12 and had four starving Africans I was feeding. My mom was oh my like, God. So I literally walk past them. I'm like, I, I can't look at them because the minute I look at them and they go, hi, I'm like, hi. And they can answer your question. I'm like, I'm not sure. <laughs> You're like throwing money at them. Yeah, yeah. Hey, take it, take it out. Again, that whole learning to say no. <laughs> like, yes. But I'm like, it's worse off than me. Um, 
So yeah, I wanted to do those boxes. And then I had that epiphany that I can't, I can't do that. So I was like, I need to just repurpose these. Um, I didn't want them to sit there and the things in them become redundant or the lollies go off or whatever. So I was like, you know what? give it away so I got on a few um different groups and spaces within Instagram and on Facebook like you know business chicks our Canberra community page and stuff and just said you know just told each group of people that I had 20 boxes um across the you know, five platforms and they all kind of varied they all had little bits and pieces in them like there wasn't enough to do 200 of every single thing um so they all kind of varied but all had the same kind of content and and value to them and then what I found was so nice was so many people were actually you know saying can I you know good on the people that were like can I have one yeah I need some fucking sunshine in in this pandemic it's rubbish um but there were so many kind people going could you please send one to my next door neighbor or to my mum who I haven't been able to see up in Queensland like it was so lovely that people I could help people be kind um so yeah posted all those out in lumps and didn't think much of it but yeah got some beautiful feedback back and and actually got you know, quite a, quite a few followers, and like there was actually reward in that as well. It's just like, oh, I didn't, I didn't do it for recognition. I just did it because somebody nominated you for something. Like, uh, so yeah, it was really really nice. And you know, the fuzzy fuzzy feels, <laughs> <laughs> the feels that's important. Yeah. That's... <laughs> fuzzy feels, <laughs> fuzzy feels. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. I like that's so inspiring, and like I'm so glad you're doing this, and you are genuinely like bringing sunshine to people. Like it's just ah, I love it. I support. Um, I want to. How many side hustles do you have? Um, so there's my main business, National Community Care. I started up Sister Sister Events. Um, with one of my sisters, Jade. Um, she was diagnosed with. Um, I always get this wrong. Oh, some weird thing, <laughs> some neurological disorder <laughs> yeah. um, where it, so it mimics a lot like MS. Um, so there was some days that she literally couldn't talk. She'd stutter because her brain t- yeah. like gets her wires crossed and whatnot. So there's some days she can't walk, there's some days she can't talk. Um, it is very stress related. It's also that heightens it when you can't talk. What else do you do other than freak out? Um, but she was actually working for my main company but couldn't work um, because she wasn't physically able to. So I wanted to do something. She was getting married at the time and we're like, people are charging a fortune for this shit. I'm like, I'm all over this. So we started up Sister Sister and, and we hire out like um, unique wedding pieces and the backdrops. Everyone's seen the mesh screens with the balloons and, and stuff yeah. these days that are all the rage. Um, so my garage does not house our cars, much to my husband's disgust. It's got champagne walls and all sorts. But the idea was that um, my sister could work from her laptop at home and still make herself an income on the days that she's not feeling the best. Yeah. Um, so that one just kind of sits there and does its own thing. Um, another one with my four-year-old is Sparkle Pop. <laughs> it was a couple of school holidays ago. Um, this is one thing I love about, you know, being a working mum. Like she sees that yeah. and she's like, mum, I need to get some money so I can go buy some toys. I'm like, yeah, you do. <laughs> so she's like, can we make bath bombs and sell them? So I started up, got her own little business cards. All all her big cousins were first like, you know, I'll I'll order some for you. And she was like, mum, we've got to order them. No, my cousin Zaki boy wants blue ones. And just, you know, to see that driving her. And she was so excited when orders came. So that's more of like a hobby one. Um, Just started up with my husband, Sierra Solutions, which is IT stuff. (laughs) 
um, we're building with my dad a system for my main company to actually use. Um, what we're wanting is about six systems at the moment on the market that aren't all combined. So good old dad's going to combine them for us and I'm going to market shit out of that. <laughs> Holy shit. Just started off another one with um, my business partner and one of our colleagues that works for us um, for training. Um, her, my colleague and um, myself are both educator trainers as well. So we're yeah. doing like a training platform because COVID, you know, we can't actually deliver a lot of training to our team or not. So we're creating a platform and we'll market the shit out of that one too. So <laughs> just in my spare time. Just, as you know, just add something else to the plate. Why not? Yes. And then um, kindness encourages my COVID project. So that was the wanted to be my um subscription box. I've, I've kind of put it on hold at the moment. Just you know, I want to wait till people have jobs and can buy my shit. Yeah. Uh, yes, sign yeah. me up. By the way, please <laughs> keep me in the loop. I will be like, yes, please. That's yeah, so good, beautiful. Good how how do you that's so do you ever find that really overwhelming like the i mean i guess the process of starting a business like let's kind of go back and be like how how did you do that i'm already overwhelmed listening to you i feel like it i i i don't know but i feel like it's like taking an illicit drug or something it's such a high setting it up picking out your color scheme and and your business cards and all like that's all the fun stuff like <laughs> then it gets real with the taxes and shit um <laughs> but i honestly think it, it's the day that i actually stop or you know have somebody in our place like i the only time I've had time off from my full-time job, like National Community Care, was it wasn't even a full 24-hour period, but the day I had my daughter um, and I was literally on my iPad in a hospital bed being rolled in for an emergency C-section going, hold on, I just need to pay people. Okay, cool. All right, let's go have a baby. Um, <laughs> but I can't imagine, like, I, there's just so so much to do and so little time. I, I just yeah. want to do it all. Um, and I feel like, you know, with my primary business, like we're only just scratching the surface. Like there's so much more, like I'm, I'm like, yes, I just want to get it all done. Um, so it drives me just to keep doing it. And I, I love it. And, you know, I always said to Guy, like, even before we knew that we could have kids, if we have kids, like I'm not a stay at home mum, you'll find me and my children hanging in a closet. <laughs> horrible but you know I'm a better mother for it when I come home yeah. I am like oh come here and love me um because I don't get to see them all day but in saying that I can do school pickups they've got a school concert today I can go there because I'm the motherfucking yeah. boss I'll, I'll work when I want to work so you know 12 30 yeah. last night I wake up and was like oh forgot to do billing better do that now on my phone okay go back to sleep but you yeah. know this, this afternoon my daughter's like hmm it's COVID the germs are still around. Can you pick me up at lunchtime? Sure. No worries. Like, it, it, you know, I'm busy, but I'm busy when I want to be busy. Like, I still, you know, yeah. I'm not jammed in nine to five. I don't have to be at the office. As long as I have the minimum of my mobile phone and an internet connection and preferably a very similar time zone, I can work anywhere. Yeah, which is so great. But yeah, I, th I think it's the day I stop, then my wheels are going to fall off. So don't, don't do it. Don't. Girl, don't do it. Keep going. Uh, I'm going to put myself into my own grave. Do you ever get burnt out? It's like, 
No, again, you, you know, like when you when you are working and you've got holidays coming up and you're like, yes, yeah. so, not that yeah. I remember what that's like. It's been literally six years since I had a holiday. My 30th birthday, I went to Fiji and we were just starting my business. That was it. Oh, my God. Wow. Unless, unless you call babies a holiday. That's not a holiday. That's not a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> wow it's like when, you, when you know you've got a holiday coming up and then or even the weekend <laughs> um and then you get there and then you actually get sick because you've stopped yeah. I'm telling you it's because you stopped so the day I stop or the day I have a holiday I guarantee you I'm gonna get like swine flu or something crazy like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's going to be not... a massive build-up of like because <laughs> you haven't stopped for so long. Yeah, but I mean, again, it's the whole I get out with what it is that I'm putting in. Like, yeah. I'm, I hope I am, and, and the people that we provide care for, like, we are at best maintaining their life, or at worst maintaining their life, at best improving their life, yeah. and yeah, that's pretty amazing. Like, you know, it's just a fact on Christmas Day on any public holiday, they still need a shower. They still need medication. They still need nursing. You know, they still need airway management. Like, you know, a lot of people don't think about that. Like, oh, you got to work. I'm like, yeah, they don't breathe without me. Literally, um, yeah. you know, why can't they have a Christmas too? I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm off the clock. Like, yeah. yeah. If the world worked like that, maybe we wouldn't be in this predicament. Um, <laughs> True, you're onto something there. <laughs> yeah this is true because yeah and it is something that like even I hadn't thought about so it's also great because now you're just opening my mind to like oh wow yeah shit <laughs> okay so it okay let's talk about the today show because I iconic <laughs> like I don't why don't you explain to everyone what happened <laughs> Oh, all right. So I'd actually posted a, a video um, prior to that occurring because on the weekend, my husband is the worst freaking liar in the world and he was acting as shady as shit. And he, we've got like a work phone and then he's got his mobile phone and nobody calls his work mobile phone. Like we work all the time. We've got no freaking friends. Um, so he was on his own personal mobile phone. So I was like, oh, who was that? Like not thinking anything shady. I was just like, oh, is everything okay? You know, his mum and dad are in lockdown up in Newcastle. And he goes, oh, no, nothing, no, no, no one. And I was just like. What? And I didn't think anything of it, but I knew he would think that I thought something of it. So I did a little bit of reverse psychology. I was like, really? It's like that? All right, then. And I, I've done my whole little, I'm going to storm out now. <laughs> and he come, he come in, he's like, it's nothing bad, it's nothing bad. Lisa, my business partner, she's like, she's organised a surprise for you. Um, I, I can't tell you anything else, that's it, okay? And, I, and then I'm a sucker for surprises. I just, like, chip away at him. I was like, oh, my God. So when's the surprise? And he's like, uh, on Friday. And I was like, hmm, but we're in lockdown. Am I going to get arrested if I leave my house? And he's like, no, it's okay. Just get dressed up like you're going out for lunch with Lisa. I'm like, dressed up like Lisa? Like Lisa's a, a jeans and T-shirt kind of girl. I was like, or dressed up like I'm going to Logies. And he's like, no, he's like, I think Lisa might actually wear a dress or a skirt or something. I was like, wearing COVID, I call bullshit. <laughs> like, 
And so then he was like, she was going to tell you that we're having a Zoom meeting. I was like, you just told me to dress up. And he's like, yeah, that's why I told her. Like every Zoom meeting I've been having, I'm like, nice up the top, <laughs> pajamas down the bottom. <laughs> so he's like, that's not going to work. And then Friday morning comes around. I got, he's like, she'll be here at 8.15. I was like, no, she's not. She is perpetually late to her life. Like, oh my and my phone rings. Oh, his, he comes and gives me his phone. He goes, this phone's going to ring. You need to answer it and talk to the person on the phone. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, should I be out the front? Lisa's running late. She's always late. Maybe I should go wait out the front. He's like, just stay inside. I was like, okay. Oh and then I get this phone call and it's Carl Stefanovic <laughs> and you know he's you know I love him he's so jovial and so you know boisterous and whatnot but you know almost you know kind of has that sleaze vibe too like <laughs> and he was like Natasha and I was like hello like I was so like every word I said was like a question even though it was one word and he's like how are you today I was like good he's like are you, you know how's things going are you well I'm like well <laughs> and he's like go to your front door don't be alarmed we have a camera there I'm like what he's like just stay on the phone I've gone to the front door I've opened it there's a cameraman a light man my best friend her daughter and my sister and they're like you're in the tradition and I was just like what <laughs> like no idea um, but next to me, obviously, there was this whole spill running on TV about what I've been doing and my boxes yeah. and, and what we do with um, caring for people and whatnot. That I was none the wiser. So, like, we're giving you $15,000. And I was like, oh. but why? I felt so, un like, I felt so ungrateful. Like, they weren't getting the reaction that they probably wanted from me because I was like, they're like, because you're amazing. I'm like, what? <laughs> To be honest, like I was just numb, like I had no words. Yeah. I was more excited that I could see my sister and my best friend. I'm like, I haven't seen yeah. you. <laughs> that was worth more to me than fifteen thousand dollars. But you know, I'll take that too. Um saying yeah. that I, I felt so yuck about it and I still do like um and guy had said to me he's like I knew you would struggle with it like I'm like people have lost their jobs you know we've we've got this amazing Canberran here he's um turned his workplace into a kitchen and he's cooking like five six thousand meals a day for Canberrans anybody that registers and says hey can you bring me some meals he's cooking for them so he's cooking six thousand meals a day it's costing him five thousand dollars out of his own pocket god love him and he won't take any donations or anything from anyone. So I was like, oh my God. you know, he's doing that out of pocket. There's people without jobs. My business is booming because people still need care no matter what's going on in the world. And you've just gone and given me money on national television. I'm like, dang it. Like, so the more I unpacked it, I was like, stop. Yeah. I am enough. I don't think I deserve it, but. At the, then my business partner said to me, she's like, no, 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 it was a um, random acts of kindness. You wrote into them. She's like, I didn't pick your prize. I just put it in. Every, it runs every day of the week. Um, and Friday is like the major prize. And the prizes were all different. I just happened to be a major winner for the Friday. And I just happened to be the only oh. person that won the cash prize. Um, and I felt so awful because I felt like I came across so ungrateful because I was like, why, why, why? Um, but then it turns out apparently the la lady the day before 
was a total biatch <laughs> on national television. She was like, I'm waiting for a, a, a telehealth call. Can you get off the phone? And then they'll go to your front door. We've got amazing cries for you. And it was um, um, like Harvey World travel vouchers and luggage. And she's like, well, I can't go anywhere. We're in lockdown. Um, I was like totally ungrateful. So I've noticed like a lot of the comments were like, oh, she was so much more appreciative than the woman last week. And I was just like, oh. Like, thanks. Thank you. So, yeah. So, now my husband and I are like, oh, how can we help more people with this? Like, I don't know. Uh, Because I just feel so yuck just to be like, oh, cool. I'll just put that in my back pocket. Oh, my God. I'll make my own money. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, no. You are enough and you are so deserving of it. Okay. I will say your reaction so reminded me of something I would do as well because I can also like I feel like I I can't like obviously they would want this like big like oh my god and I'm the moment I'd be like no like you where's the prank? Where's the mind pumped? Like it's not real. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, I was like Okay, and then I, I, I kind of unpacked it. It's like I feel like there's three kind of reactions for that. You're gonna get the oh my God, screaming, crying hysterically. It's like, well, that wasn't me. You get the stung mullet, which I'm like, yep, that was me. I was just like, like I was just when my husband's like, you need to have a shower and you need to wash your hair because Lisa's taking you out tomorrow. I was like, so grateful that I did jam him for information because. I hadn't washed my hair once in lockdown yet. <laughs> I was doing the whole, it's cleansing itself now. Um, and I probably would have been in my bluey pajamas with baked beans filled down my tops. <laughs> that was my question. Yes, because that was what, okay, this is not, because I was also like, because I often am like, I'm crazy. So I'm like, oh my God, what if I was in that situation? I was like, there's no way I would have been dressed up. Like someone would have to, yeah. I would have been like in my udi, just like no makeup, just like morning coffee on national television. Like, hello. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, and then I overthought it. I was like, people are going to think that that was so faked because who in their right mind at eight o'clock in the morning is as dressed up as I was opening the door on national television. Oh, this girl. And then, so then I got mad at Guy. I was like, you could have told me. I was like, I would have just worn jeans and a t-shirt so I didn't look like a snotty rich brat getting more money. (laughs) Oh, that's a wonderful thing. Isn't it? I love that. I love that so much. And it's like one of my favorite videos when I saw it. I was like, girl, this is chef's kiss. Oh, I keep watching it and just going, oh my God. But that <laughs> video I was saying with my reaction, I was like, what? Why? That I could see so many of our sim- similar mannerisms. Uh, hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I don't know what would be like, I feel like I would also want the version of just like <laughs> you just like baked beans spilled down, just being like, hey, oh, hello. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> so you didn't know, but you did kind of know. Is No, I just got told to be dressed up. First he tried wow. to say, be dressed up like you're going to work. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, not a sweatpant kind of day at work. And I was like, oh. Um, yeah. It's like, dress up like you're going out for lunch. I was like, oh, okay. 
So got all dressed up. It's like, is this overdressed? What shoes should I wear? Are these shoes okay? Which handbag should I take? Like, because he was he was worried about the impression that it was going to give. So I was like, oh my god. Because, like, I've been recently nominated for some um, Oz Mumpreneur Awards and whatnot, and I had a couple of radio interviews. So I had a feeling, because of COVID, obviously most of those got um, shifted to be like over the phone interviews rather than face-to-face. So I had this strange fear, like this intuition, like I always know when something shady is going on, that she was taking me for some kind of platform like that, like I was going to be interviewed or like... So I, I kind of was on the mark, but I never in a million years thought I was actually getting something. I thought I was just going to be questioned about something or I was going to have my photo taken for, you know, an article about their awards or something. Yes. Um, yeah, no, never in a million years. That's why I was just like, I, I could never in a million years have fathomed that, ever, ever. <laughs> That's so crazy. It's like such a wild experience. I'm just like, I'm so, I love, I love this for you. Um, all of it. And then my mum's like, I can't believe you both cried on national television. I was just like, thanks, mum. Thanks. <laughs> no, just congrats. Well, dad, just. <laughs> Two daughters were on national television. Just, I can't believe you cried. How embarrassing. <laughs> all right, good old mum. <laughs> like, thank, thank you. Thank thanks, you. Mom. Love that for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Love you too. Like, fun rapid fire questions. Okay. So. Describe yourself in three words. Uh, honest, stubborn, <laughs> quirky. Ooh, I like the word quirky. Also, I really resonate with stubborn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I'm going to do something, I ain't stop it. It's death. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the worst part of it, but the best. It's the best. It's good. It's good. Make it positive. That might be one of those Islander vibes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even this coconut drink. No, stay it. <laughs> um, okay, what's a piece of advice you didn't take but you wish you did? Um, something that really resonates with me. Um, one of my um, old work colleagues said to me when I was a lot younger and I was, like, trying to find – do, I was, you know, working as a carer. I was like, this can't be my life. I can't be a carer forever. Like, um, I need to be doing something else. And I enrolled myself in all these crazy courses that were a bit left field. But I was like, oh, I'm too scared to take the leap. Um, and she said to me, why are you looking for a forever job? Just look for a right now job. And I was just like, what do you know? Now I think about it, I'm like, I'm still waiting to grow up and have that, you know, big girl, my, my you know, forever job. I'm like, ah. Oh. I feel like I'm there, but I'll tell myself that I'm not yet because then I put my big girl pants on. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think if I'd listened to her, I may have um, had a few more sleepful nights, <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> now I'm a bit super lonely. I'm like, that was actually really great advice. So yeah. I actually give that advice, advice quite a lot now because I'm like, take my advice because I didn't take this advice. <laughs> that is really good advice, though. Yeah, like I, I think because we look at our parents' generation, it was you get in a career and you have an entire lifetime with one company. These days, you know, we're, we're in a society where kids want to be millionaires the minute they subscribe to Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, I felt, well, I kind of broke the mold. I was like, well, there isn't a company I want to work for. I'll make my own goddamn company. No. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, I love that. 
oh me having done like 20 jobs in my <laughs> years because I'm like bye doesn't serve me exactly yeah and that's exactly. so okay and I've actually only just started to apply that to my employees as well like you know I love my team and I'm only ever as good as my team is but I also know that I may not be their end destination like I'm often just a stepping stone. So I'll be the best yeah. goddamn stepping stone that I can be for them if that is the case. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, I, yes. <laughs> no, cause I think that's so, cause I think, you know, and something I've always gone through in companies, it's like, yeah, they think that you're the being, like when you're there. Employed, it's, yeah. And it's like, yeah. no, like most jobs I've had, you have just been a stepping stone, but they don't have that mindset. Cause they're like, no. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, so many people, I don't know if it was cancer or just, you know, I feel like I have always been wise beyond my years, I guess, you know, from, from having cancer at the age 18, but so many people just look at what they do and what people can do to help them do what they do. That's it. Like there's so much more, like there's no accountability about what their actions, the impact of their actions. And I feel like my husband and I are very um, alike in this way that like we always try and think and step ahead like well if I do this so and so's might be upset but so call me crazy but I just feel like I'm very acutely aware of the impact of, that my actions may have on other people yeah. um and I feel like that's something I've really you know you can apply that to anything like whether it's business knowing that I'm not the end job nobody's going to be as invested in your company yeah. as you and all the owners <laughs> at the end of the day uh it's, it's just the fact just like your children no one's going to be invested in your own children or in you like your mother like it's just a fact like no one's going to be brutally honest with you and tell you you look horrible crying on national television like your mother will <laughs> it's, it's just just yeah, yeah. the hard-hitting that, truth that's really why so many people choose not to acknowledge the, the broader picture yeah oh wisdom that wasn't really a rough answer was it? <laughs> <laughs> no I love it I love where it went <laughs> okay what was the last film or tv show that you watched that stuck with you uh, the good doctor yeah 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 oh that's a good so yeah, so I'm only like midway through it at the moment, but yeah, it's just really, I think because we um, just started watching one of the, I think season three or something, and it's literally about the pandemic and the burnout and stuff of that. And I was just like, oh, so relevant. We've just sent all of our staff, you know, little mask thingies that take it away from your ears so you don't get the ear rash and the Are You Okay Day Kit Kats just to be like, we're thinking of you. But, oh, um, so yeah, it was yeah. just really, really resonated with me. I'm like, oh, like, out there doing it tough like the team so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a good show I do do love it it's a good binge yes um yeah uh, what do you first notice about someone when you meet them um I think it's like the unseen stuff just the the vibe I know that sounds mm. so corny like we do that when we um employ people I meet I still do every single interview for every single employee that we have on our team we've got over 70 employees now because it doesn't matter how amazing your resume looks, if you can't come into to my office and not look like you're casing the joint or that, you know, you'd rather be on TikTok or whatever it is. Like, you pick up so much from that vibe. Like, um, just, you know, their presence there or whatever it is, just the vibe that they give off. Like, 
Um, you know how sometimes you might have that friend that has that shady as fuck boyfriend, but you can't put your finger on it and you're just like, mm, girl, he's no good for you, but she ain't going to listen. And then you're like, mm, I told you. Um, that. <laughs> the bullshit radar, I guess. Yes. Oh, I, yes. I'm very intuitive and I've always been yeah. right about people and I'm like, oh, it'll come. Yeah, intuitive is probably a nicer word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And I also agree. Vibes. I'm a vibesy person. Um, And then last question. If a movie was made of your life, what genre would it be and who would play you? Um. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I feel like it's going to be a big story. So probably some life drama. (laughs) Midday movies that just goes on and on and on. Oh my god! She's doing what now? She's looking what now? What is happening? Baby style? It's just a never-ending story. Um, actress wise, I honestly don't know. Um, I feel like when I was a kid, I always got told I look like Pocahontas, but that's a um fictional character. (laughs) I mean, hey. Uh, is this a cartoon? <laughs> yeah, the cartoon version. You're like, I just want it to look like the Pocahontas <laughs> next to me. Yeah. Make it work. Yeah. No, actors wise, otherwise, no idea. None. Um, I just really don't know. <laughs> I'll go with Sandra Bullock because she's, she's funny and I like to think that I'm funny, even though I'm probably not. <laughs> you are funny. I Yes. <sighs> <laughs> all you like need is my answer you could say right <laughs> I would tell you if you're not funny okay oh, yeah. I would have just not said anything I would have just gone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, anyway <laughs> you made it we did the end of the podcast you survived oh, thank you how was that thank you for coming on easier easy as you smashed it breezy cover girl (laughs) and that's a wrap on another episode thank you so much for listening to the coffee chat podcast i hope you enjoyed it as much as i enjoy recording these episodes make sure that you do subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to this podcast on and be sure to give me a follow on instagram at coffeechat.podcast i post a few behind the scenes sneak peeks and just updates on the podcast so make sure you subscribe to that so that you can be the first to know and i will see you at the next episode